Klubben är så åker vi. Kör! Det är bra gubbar, det är bra gubbar, det är bra gubbar! Stå inte och räkna åt mig, jag kan räkna själv. Det är att han åker här. Hello and uh, welcome to the latest episode of uh, SHL's Referee Podcast. This will be our first episode in English uh, since we are honored by having one of our players in the in the league as a guest. He's one of two brothers that have been playing in the league uh, the last couple of years and uh, it's his second year playing here in Sweden. He's from Edmonton, Canada. Uh, with all that said, warm welcome to our podcast, uh, David Quenwell. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here today. Yeah. We are very glad to have the opportunity of having you here as well. How are you today? Doing great, doing great. Uh, you know, slowly, uh, you know, working my way back here. Um, but uh, like I said, really excited to be here today. Yeah, we're glad. Oscar Sam played against Lexan yesterday. You didn't play in that game, but which turned into a five-one victory, I think. Um, how are you, how are you as a player the day after a game? Days after a game are. are are usually you're usually pretty tired i think the biggest thing for i think i can speak for a lot of the guys on the team is uh, i have trouble sleeping uh, after games um you know it's usually a noco or a naya and you know a couple cups of coffee too to you know really have you super jacked up for the game but that's a lot of caffeine at you know seven o'clock at night <laughs> so i think usually getting down to sleep is the toughest part but um you know you always feel better uh in the morning after a win for sure yeah you're the you're the caffeine kind of guy or yeah a lot of caffeine um I would probably say I'm borderline uh, not a coffee addict, but uh, you know I, I definitely really enjoy uh, having a cup of coffee. And, and I mean, going for Swedish Vika is probably my favorite thing about you know playing in in Sweden. So I uh, definitely love caffeine. Yeah, were you like that before you went here to Sweden, or have the the love for coffee uh, evolved? Yeah, since the last I've, two years. I've always really liked drinking coffee. I think it's always given me like you know kind of the more natural boost uh, of going away from things. Um, but the Swedish week, going for coffee in Europe and hanging out and kind of just going, you know, chatting, joking around, uh, you know, just enjoying the day. It's it's definitely my favorite thing. So that's that's for sure. Uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, I heard you have a you have a you have a great team as well. Where you like to do do stuff together. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been so much fun. Like you know, usually me and uh, you know Carl Quist uh, and, and Brace. You know, we're going for a lot of fika. You know, we love to go for coffee. Uh, Espresso House is our is our spot. Uh, when I think we can go and and get some lattes and you know have blueberry pies is <laughs> definitely some of the best memories I have uh, you know day to day. It's just the times hanging out with the guys on the team and and like you kind of mentioned, we have a lot of great guys on the team and and when you're able to just go and hang out and get away from the rink and and chat and and just enjoy the day, it's uh, it makes you know being on the team just you know so rewarding, so much mm-hmm. fun. I bet it's important as well when you come from from overseas. How has the the first two two years been for you here in Sweden and uh, Oscar Sham? Yeah, it's been great. You know, um, you know, obviously I extended two more years here, which I'm you know super excited about, and I think that kind of reflects on on how much fun I've had. Um, I think the biggest thing is I've I've obviously had the most fun I think I've had playing hockey in a long time, the last two years in Sweden. Um, and not only saying that, I I've definitely grown a ton as a player and a, and a human. Um, and I think when you're you're obviously getting better and and you're obviously contributing to wins as a team and and the team is having success, you know that's super exciting. So um, you know it's been so rewarding and and I'm so happy to be in Sweden mm. and uh, it's it's definitely changed my career for the better. Yeah. How does the the game in SHL suit you as a player? I think it suits me great. Um, you know, having a little bit more space out there and I don't know maybe necessarily a little bit more time but you know I think if you're a smart player and you can get to the right areas you can definitely create a lot more time for yourself 
Um, and I definitely think that, you know, my skill set here has been, uh, you know, a lot more uh, reflective of my play uh, and my success. Um, and I think that's been huge for me, being able to come in here in Oscar Sham and, and, and getting the opportunity to play and, and play my style of game, which uh, is maybe more of a unique style of game in today. Um, you know, obviously, I'm an offensive defenseman and, and I like to move the puck and, and really play, uh, you know, with speed and, and try to help create offense. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, I think it's uh, it's been a great transition here, and um, I've played the best hockey I, I have here in Sweden in a long time. So yeah, is the, is the experience what you expected, or have it turned out to be something else than what you had in mind? You know, here? you know what, I was really nervous uh, when I first came over to Sweden, and and I think it's scary. I think I was I was really nervous uh, first coming over here. I think my last week or two in Edmonton, I, I really had a tough time sleeping. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was you know like anyone you know you're moving across the world, you have you know, no, no friends on the team yet. You know, you, you're gonna have to meet a whole new group of guys, uh, guys you're totally unfamiliar with. It's scary. Uh, it, it's very scary. Um, yeah, I definitely had a, a lot of sleepless nights, but uh, you know, I remember uh, getting to Oscar Sham and, and getting through the travel and, and ended up being able to stay with uh, Cam Brace, who's my best friend on the team. Um, and uh, we, we were in an apartment together before both of our places, you know, were, were ready to go. Um, and, and right away we clicked and, and I think, you know, knowing him and, you know, and then slowly getting to know the other guys, uh, on the team, it, it's been, it's been so much fun. You know, we have so much fun in Oscar Sham and we have so many great human beings. And, and, you know, I think the great thing about our team is we have so many guys from so many different walks of life. You know, we have Canadians, we have Czechs, we have Finns, yeah. um, you know, and obviously Swedes and I think, uh, you know, Lily's from Norway as well. So, um, the biggest thing is just so many great guys in our team and, Mm. You know, it's uh, coming to the rink every day has been so much fun, and um, it's been everything and more in that sense. Yeah, it, it seems that uh, it have helped you guys uh, like build a team. For sure, uh, you know, and and that kind of is echoed from the top. I think, you know, Frobes and, and Martin have always echoed. You know, we're obviously going to be one of the hardest working teams in the league, um, but at the end of the day, you got to enjoy it. Yeah, and you got to have fun. And I think when you're able to, you know, enjoy the work, uh, it's so cliche to say, but it, it really is true. <laughs> like, you know, at the end of the day. Hard work is undefeated. Yeah, you want to have success in any walk of life, you know, whether it's construction or you know you want to be a doctor or you know, obviously, for us as hockey players, you have to put in the work and and when you can enjoy it and and, and have fun along the way and, and still take everything serious, but but really just enjoy everyone's company and and the jokes and all the little nuances along the way. At uh, you know, I think it's a huge reason why you know we have the success we have is, yeah. is we really are having a blast out there. It and, uh, it shows. Yeah, it certainly helps you win games. Uh, this podcast is uh, obviously about uh, the referees and how we how we work here in Sweden. Uh, trying to explain to to our listeners, uh, explaining differences between the leagues and and uh, also having some players and profiles in, in here. Uh, how are you as a player on the ice? Uh, are you the talkative player or are you the more shy one that doesn't like to talk to the to the refs? I feel like uh, it's so funny. Um, in a sense, I'm definitely very. Com- you know, very communicative on the ice. You know, I'm usually really loud and and trying to yell, especially for my teammates. I think that's a big thing is, is my communication is a big part of my game. But I've definitely been a lot more shy with the referees. Um, you know, I think part of that is, you know, trying to get my feet in the league and, and yeah. trying to, you know, build a foundation with the refs. Um, you know, and I think the big thing for me is I think the more respectful you are to the referees and, and the more success you have in a sense where if you're disciplined and, and you play the game the right way, you know, that's a mutual respect. Yeah. Um, and I took a lot of penalties last year. So, <laughs> and you know, we had kind of touched on earlier. That was a lot of it was just self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, 
but I've definitely tried to work on my communication uh, this year with the refs, especially from an, a more understanding point of view on what they see. Um, I think when you're able to, to have conversations and have that give and go, it's always for the best. Yeah. So, so it's a it's a strategy from yours, like trying to have some uh, or build up the mutual respect before, so you know that you can talk to them without having any any issues later on. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I think when you're able to communicate uh, and just hear their point of view, I think the biggest thing is 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 everyone has has a view and everyone is calling something or or seeing it for a reason. You know, they thought this or or we thought that. Um, but the communication is, I, f- I feel like it's so big. Yeah. You know, y- are you always going to agree? No, of course not. No sport in history of NFL or UFC or, you know, baseball, the umpires, the referees, everyone's going to make mistakes yeah. and everyone's going to argue. Um, but I think that, you know, like I said, that, that communication is, is so key. Uh, and just that understanding of everyone's point of view. Um, I think that's when, you know, obviously we get the best product. Yeah. What do you think their perception of you are now? to two seasons in or almost two seasons in. Yeah, yeah, I think it's obviously like I said, you know, I think it's better uh this year than last year. Um, you know, last year I took a lot of silly penalties. Um, you know, a lot of them were deserved, I think. Um and I think it's definitely been better this year. I've been a lot more disciplined in a lot of different ways. Yep. Um I've definitely re- reduced the yelling. I <laughs> think that's the one thing is you kind of catch yourself in the moment so many times complaining about a call or complaining about this, but At the end of the day, uh, I think the the best way to to go about it is to just shut up and work hard. Yep. Um, definitely. And, and I think definitely the refs would agree with that. You know, uh, you know, if, if you're walking down the street and someone's yelling at you, you're not going to respond. And, and in the same sentence, you know, the refs are trying to do their best, and and yeah, they're going to make mistakes. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't like being screamed at 24/7. You know, as a player, you know, from my point of view, you know, if I'm making you know a mistake here, a mistake there. If I had, you know, the whole ring screaming at me, yeah, I would be pretty choked too. So um, I definitely think that, uh, you know, that's that's definitely those things. Yeah, for sure. Also, you have to you have to raise your voice sometimes, especially when you have a packed house like it was yesterday. Then it, but it's a it's a it's a difference in in yelling and uh, having a having you raise your voice. I yeah, think. for sure. I think there's always going to be times where you know you can voice your displeasure. I think yeah. you know, like we talked about. There's always that in sports. Everyone's always going to voice their displeasure, but I just think there's so many more ways to go about it. Yeah, uh, and especially in a positive manner, where if you're just screaming and swearing from the bench, it doesn't do anything for anybody, uh, and it certainly doesn't win you any favors. Um, Probably not. No, no, for sure not. Uh, and especially in Oscar Sham, where you know we have the best fans here, and the rink is so packed and it's so loud, and you know I think the last thing they want is more people screaming from the bench and. And arguing about calls, and and I think that's something you know. I think we can all work on. I yeah. think everybody, and, and we talk about it a lot in the dressing room, is you know, is trying to be more humble and level-headed. And you know, I think for everybody, it's a work in progress. You know, it's it's always a lot easier to say than do. Um, but you know, those things are, are, are huge things. Yeah. Uh, in general, when it comes to reps, this might be with a with a pinch of uh, preconceptions. But do you think it's a it's a difference in how they talk towards you as a player coming from overseas? Uh, maybe contrary to Swedish players, where they, where it's easier for them to to like communicate as well. Maybe in the in the in the amount of uh, how much you get to talk to them, or is is there any difference at all? Yeah, I, I think for sure. I think uh, from year one to year two has been huge for me. Um, I think coming in as a unknown player and and in a sense a rookie in the SHL. Um, you know, you don't have a ton of respect, which yep. is it's like every league. You know, you, you have to earn that. But um, I think definitely from year one to two, the communication has been a lot better. Mm. Um, and you know, it's like anything. I have no Swedish. 
So I'm just as much to blame as they are. But I think obviously the, the reps that have, you know, great English are, are super easy to communicate mm. with. Uh, and, and that understanding uh, of each other is definitely a lot easier. Um, you know, I think, you know, obviously my Swedish needs a lot of work. So I think it would be a little easier if I could speak to them in Swedish. We did some practice earlier. <laughs> yeah, we did some practice. Uh, I think we obviously saw that I need a lot more practice <laughs> as, as, as people will see. But um, yeah, I think like the English is a big thing. And And just uh, just having that understanding and, and, and that year two of, of uh, getting to know people. I yeah. think the biggest thing is relationships. You know, you get to play in a league where you're – I remember it was the same for me in the Western Hockey League in junior where, you know, you're 16, 17, you're young, you're naive, you're mm -hmm. yelling, and, and then you all of a sudden get to build relationships with guys. You get to ask them how they're doing, you know. You see guys, you know, 30, 40 games, and you see them for four years, which I had. You get to know people, yeah. and you get to know that, you know – referees are trying to do their job and yeah like us they're going to make mistakes and they're going to have games they want back and and they're going to be frustrated about stuff but you know i think that's life yeah yeah you, you you mentioned some of your favorite referees here in the league as well earlier yeah yeah i mean like i said earlier daniel erickson he's a great ref um you know i think he stands out for me as a guy that just the communication mm. the communication uh is so good um the the, the full positivity in, in those conversations where Maybe I can ask him what he thinks, and mm. do I agree? Maybe, maybe not. But it's those conversations where you can come to an understanding um, is, is so fun. Um, and the Magnuson Twins, I think they do a great job. And listen, I, I think a lot of all the refs in the league are, are doing their best, and they're doing a great job. But I think for, for me, those three guys stick out the most yep. as, as they've given me um, maybe we've built up that relationship yeah. the most, and, and that mutual respect is there um, you know, more than others maybe. And, you know, that's something for me to work on is to try to maybe get to know more of the referees and uh, and stuff like that. But, yeah, definitely, like I said, Ericsson and, and the Magnussons are, are, are my favorite in the yeah. league. And that's how it goes as well. You're going to have some better re relationships with some of the other referees as well. And some players are going to have it with, with some other referees. So, it's, I mean, it's uh, it's natural, I think. Yep. But uh, what's the biggest differences, in your opinion, when it comes to, to the refs back home in, uh, in Canada and uh, here in Sweden? Maybe in the level on how they... How they um, practice their yeah I, I i think it's different because the game is different yeah so, so obviously it's going to be called different um i think one thing that sticks out for me is is maybe the the physicality and hits mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes uh in europe a big hit or a big sound a big collision is maybe more likely to be called than north yeah. america which you know there's so many different factors that go into that um you know something that i think we've struggled with and you know I, i'm I've got a penalty this year was the, was the diving yeah. uh, or with the unsportsmanlike, as they say. Um, you know, sometimes I, I wish that, you know, I think they do a really good job of that in North America where it's it's either one or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think you can be fully hooked or tripped and then it, it'd be that because it's either a dive or a hook. Yeah, here it can be a, a, a tripping and an embellishment. Yeah, yes, for sure. I mean. And I've had, I've had, I think, one or two in my first two years here and um are, are there somewhere you know you lose an edge and it gets called yeah for sure and then some obviously you're gonna have somewhere you know maybe guys go down earlier i mean i had one in lulia um mm. where i had a stick in my armpit i ended up getting my armpit cut I had a i had like a rash and a cut in my armpit which yeah which didn't feel good um but i ended up getting an embellishment on that and you know that sucks I think that, I, that's tough yeah it's brutal and i don't i think it's brutal for everybody because the ref doesn't want to call that um But, you know, choices have to be made. But I think that's one thing that sticks out for me is is those two things where uh, the differences in those. And then obviously the fighting. Yeah. You know, obviously uh, when guys are in scrums and, and guys are throwing punches, 
um, just the reciprocations of, you know, what could happen or, you know, penalties, major suspensions, stuff like that mm. is obviously uh, the tolerance is, is much lower here yep. uh, where, uh, you know, North America, you know, they'll it's let a, that. It's a part of the show. For sure. And they'll let that slide where yep. here it's, you know, it's uh, they try to obviously keep it to a minimum. Yeah. Do you think we have a problem here in Sweden with uh, with how your players need to like show that you're getting hooked or something that you have to show that you're you're getting yeah i think you know we touched on it earlier but i think the fighting i'm not necessarily saying they should always just bring fighting into europe hockey because it necessarily has never been an identity of european hockey but i definitely do think um you know being able to fight maybe one or two times mm. i think would just keep maybe some of the honesty in the league and and guys would be less willing to you know i don't think guys are trying to take liberties on guys but it's you know it's hockey you know mm. this is a violent sport you know we're flying around on blades and and you know trying to do our best to win hockey games you know it's our livelihood yeah so i think uh you know maybe being able to fight one or two times a year um you know kind of like we saw with Croy and Engson, you know that was just a great fight and you know what a lot of respect to the referees for not jumping in and kind of letting those guys get rid of their emotions you know and and that ended up that fight exactly ended up being huge for us in that game where we were off to a slow start. We weren't really playing great. Mm. And then, you know, Croy stepped in and and he had a great fight with Engson. Uh, and that changed the game for us. You know, I think we ended up scoring a couple goals right after that. Um, and all the momentum was kind of in our favor, all because of a fight. Yep. You know, obviously the fans loved it. Uh, and I think it really got the building going. And I think, you know, who knows it'll, if it'll ever change, but I think that was something that was definitely exciting for, for everybody in that sense. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting as well, because, I mean, if, if we were able to talk to, to a Swedish player about the same thing, it, they might have the same like view on it, but it maybe not as well. I mean, um, most most people, I think, are are agreeing that, uh, that fighting has been a huge part of, of hockey, like if you look on it historically as well. But I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's different here. Yeah, it's much different. And I think it's, you know, even in North America, they've they've done different things to try to combat it. Yeah, where, they are. You know, if guys are being stupid, that's why they're instigators. Yeah. In. And at the end of the day, if if guys are being stupid, you make them, plan, you, make them uh, you know, be punished on the power play. And that's a big thing mm. is there's different ways to go about that and call it. But, um, you know, who knows what the future holds in that sense. Yeah, the the game is, uh, is on the development 24-7. Uh, <clears throat> when it comes um, when it comes to development, uh, is it something that you want to see that the Swedish referees develop? When it comes to how they call stuff or skills, or is there anything specific? No, I mean I think that you know I think they've done a really good job. I think especially this year, um, I think the biggest thing has been the, in my opinion, the accuracy of a lot of the stick calls. Yep. Um, you know, physicality aside, there's going to be games where they're going to be called differently, whether really physical games uh, or, or not in that same sense. But I think they've done a great job in 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 the accuracy of the stick play. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where the slashes and, and the hooking, I felt last year was, you know, you get really frustrated. You feel like you're getting just, you know, mowed up the ice. You know, you're getting tripped, you're getting hooked, and, and those aren't aren't calls that are necessarily being made. And that's frustrating, especially when you're trying to make plays in the puck. Yeah. Um, but I think they've done a great job with that this year. I think that's one thing that sticks out in my mind is the accuracy on the stick calls, either from, you know, from if you're the guy taking the penalty and, and you take the guy down and, and you kind of know, you're like, ah, maybe that was a, a stupid a stupid mistake on mm. my part. Or even, you know, knowing where you're making a play through the neutral zone and, and you beat a guy and he he takes one on you and, and you end up losing the puck and, and what would have been a great chance, mm-hmm. you know, 
getting those power plays rewarded is it's huge and it's huge for momentum. Um, but like I said, I think yeah, because the, the other team is is uh, most likely to take that penalty when they are in the disadvantage yep. uh, already. Yeah, and I feel like in, in in the game of hockey, that karma and those little plays where it's undisciplined hockey. Yeah, uh, you know those are the ones you 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 have to pay on. You know teams are going to score on those where if you're playing hard and and maybe it's a cross check or a high hit there, boys are going to really try to kill those off like they always do, but. It's those stick penalties or those, you know, lazy yeah. penalties that they always burn you in the end. And they have been trying to focus on them back home as well the last couple of years, right? Yeah, big time. I mean, look what McDavid's done to the league. You yeah. know, like you mentioned earlier, I'm from Edmonton, and so obviously I'm a huge Edmonton Oilers fan still. You know, 24 years later, I still, you know, watch all the Oilers highlights first thing in the morning. And, yeah. and uh, it's been an atrocious, the lack of calls that Connor McDavid gets in a sense because when you're that good and you're that much faster than everybody – you're going to get hauled down mm. and you're going to get slashed and you're going to get hooked. And, and I remember watching the playoffs last couple of years. And, and the only reason that they were able to stop McDavid to an extent was by hooking him and holding him and tripping him and slashing him. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you slash a guy enough times in a game, of course he's not going to score. Um, you know, and that's, that's something they've really tried to crack down. And, and we're not in the, the hook and hold era, obviously. We're in the, the speed and, and, and guys making plays at a high level era. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those calls have to be reciprocated. Yeah. Do you think there is anything that uh, that the Swedish referees could teach the, the referees back home in NHL? Or I think uh, you know, you know, we talked about it. There's a lot of differences in the game, but I definitely love the the big thing is is the scrum control. Yeah, is definitely good. I mean, you know, maybe I'm biased in saying that as a smaller guy, where in North America it's you can almost get you know. You know, not bullied in scrums, but you know, sometimes if you grab a guy to hold him out of a scrum and he's six two and he starts face washing you and giving you those little jabs to the face, you know, those never feel good. Um, you know, it's it's part of the game and, and you're gonna play tough, but I think guys are are less willing to do that here because you know you get punished for it. Um and like I said, I might be biased as a small player, you know, that you know I'm a, I'm losing the height advantage in ninety five percent of those little scrums. So uh, I think that's one thing that sticks out for me, and, and and the controlling of that, and but also it 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 holds up the speed of the game. When you have scrums that are long and you know, thirty seconds to a minute or two, and then you got to sort that out penalties, yeah. and if you can cut that down, that's the speed of the game, and the flow of the game doesn't change. And I think that's one thing that uh, they do a great job here in Sweden. Yeah, and and it shows as well. Like the SHL is uh, it's an insanely fast league. Yeah, SHL is in my opinion the fastest and the strongest league in Europe, and 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 obviously it's reflected by those things. Yeah. Uh, we are at the end of the regular season, uh, seven games left to be precise. Do you see any differences right now in how the team started to play or maybe how the refs are starting to, to call? Yeah, I think it's great. I think there's going to be less calls. I mean, it's playoff hockey, I think. Uh, you never want to see games get decided by too many power plays. Um, I think that's what what's the beautiful thing about, you know, end of the season or playoff hockey. Yeah, Everyone's playing so hard and, and you kind of have to just battle and grind. You know, there's going to be harder hits. There's going to be maybe a little more stick work, but you know it's, you know, you got to crawl through the crap to get to the gold, as they say. You know, Shawshank Redemption. You know, you, you got it. You got to grind and you got to fight. And you know, teams are are going to get less and less power plays. You know, as the games go on in the playoffs, and it's those teams that can execute on those one or two or three. You know, much like we did last year, that mm-hmm. is is the difference in the end. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's tight in the in the end of the game uh, when it comes to playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's. The table is as tight as it's ever been, I think, in this league. Yep, and it uh, every single game is 
is so crucial and you know that extra power play or that extra penalty kill that that can save a game that's that's the biggest difference this year heading into playoffs yeah two three games in a row where you win it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge difference these last couple of games as well um with, with the kind of uh with the kind of games and the plays that are being made in the in the playoffs do you are you a playoff player or yeah i think so i mean i think i've historically always played my best hockey uh in the playoffs yeah um you know it's actually hilarious i i didn't get to play in the playoffs any of my three years in north america um you know my first year we did make it um my second year was canceled due to covid mm. uh, in the end uh, and we were we were going to be a a great playoff team we were on the surge in, in binghamton that year um and then you know that third year nobody really played in the playoffs because of covid yeah um but you know i always had great junior stats in the playoffs <clears throat> and, and always was elevated since i was younger and um I think last year I ended up playing some of my best hockey the whole year in the playoffs. Unfortunately, you know, I got hurt at the end of game five and that roadway series, which was which was heart wrenching for me. Um, but you know, it's it's the best time of the year. You know, everyone wants to gear up and and play their best and and play the toughest and and uh, you know, I uh, I can't wait for that time to come soon. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna scratch on the on the playoffs a bit uh, a bit later as well. But you, you mentioned before we had we had an interview the podcast that you have some some referee friends as well back home. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, I got a, a bunch of friends that are you know coming up you know in their journey as a referee, much like you know players do. Um, you know, one of my one of my really good friends growing up, Ty Raven, his brother Darby uh, is a ref and, and has continued to work up the ranks. Um, and and it's so funny. I've had conversations with both of them on on refereeing and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously trying to earn more respect as a ref and, and trying to, you know, get more, I wouldn't say clout in, in, in that sense, but, you know, you got to earn respect and you got to do a really good job consistently um, to try to move up. You know, it's no different than professional hockey. It is hard to move up and only the best, you know, are, of the best are going to move up and, and continue to climb each level uh, each and every other year. So, yeah, I think, you know, with, with those conversations, you know, it's, it's the same things we talked about earlier. You always try to be more respectful. You always try to reduce the yelling and, yeah. and, and you just try to see it from their point of view. Um, you know, mistakes, like I said, are going to be made. Um, but you know, they're doing their best. They're in their development stages too. You know, everyone's working to be their best. Especially when you're climbing the ladder as well. The, the margin of error is so thin. It's the same as a player. You know, you want to climb the ladder, you want to get to the next level, you want to be the best. You know that margin of error gets slimmer and slimmer. So, yeah. um, you know they they got the toughest job. You know, like yeah, UFC, basketball, NFL, any any sport. The the refs they take so much scrutiny, uh, and always people are going to complain and they're going to always have an opinion. But at the end of the day, you know they're trying their best too. Yeah, have have it uh, have it helped you in uh, in how you view, view their work? Uh, having some friends that are yeah trying to get through as well for for sure. Um, you know, Lightbone was a, was a a referee in the Western League that I had who was, you know, one of my favorite, um, Chris Schlenker, too. Um, Chris Schlenker was a, was a cop in Medicine Hat, too, when he was working with us um, as a police officer, but he was also a ref in the league. So you, you kind of got to know him as a human being, uh, you know, but also as, as an elite referee. Yeah. You know, you know Schlenk's, um is now in the NHL and has been in, in professional hockey, and, and he worked his way up the ladder, and he was a great former player. So he was a, a terrific player. Uh, and then ended up becoming a referee, and, and then he climbed that ladder. And I remember just building those relationships with Schlenks and kind of getting to know Schlenks and, and uh, you know, him giving me the gears to, to play harder or to quit, you know, quit complaining and, 
and you know and then obviously sometimes you're gonna you're gonna complain about calls too or or, or look for one <clears throat> but uh you know you got to see both sides of the fence in, yeah. in my opinion and and like i said everyone's trying to do their best um but you know you got you got to take it from everyone's point of view yeah it's very interesting hearing how we talk about it because i i think the one main thing i i take from from how we, you talk about referees is the is the need to build a relationship with them as well and uh, it's funny because they, they can't talk to everyone either because then they're going to do nothing else than talk to the players this whole game and we're going to have like 5 6 hours games yeah. so i mean <laughs> but, but i mean some some sentences here and there it's going to take you far i think yeah yeah and i think you know you have guys on the team that wear letters for a reason you know those guys command a lot of respect and and those guys are always going to be able to have you know those more solid conversations with referees you know give and take mm. you know uh, i'm obviously not one of those guys um but you know i i have faith in, in not only the referees but but our guys too and and trying to get those messages across whatever they may be yeah being being a rep is a, is a tough tough job the same as uh, being a hockey player also have a very tough job so lots of um yeah lots of people having uh, different opinions on how how you play and how you do your job how how do you think uh, that the league and how how should we work to to like um, get the supporters to to have a better understanding of uh, of your guys' work together yeah yeah i think i mean it's tough you know obviously the supporters are you know we love our supporters the most especially me you know we have such great fans um but i always think it's so funny when they're you know yelling about calls on the littlest things because at the end of the day, you're like, you know, you're gonna voice your complaint. You you need to have that as well because we want to have emotions and you want to have. They're trying to get the advantage for you guys. Hundred percent, and that's the game. The game is all emotions and and those momentum swings of, of you know, getting the crowd into it and maybe getting the the crowd to, you know, not put pressure on the refs, but you know, they're gonna they're gonna voice their complaints and and maybe sometimes that's the best for us is when we're not yelling and we're just focused on, you know, executing our job and, mm. and doing what we need to do instead of being distracted and focusing, you know, on the referees, because at the end of the day, that does nothing for us. You know, and we have that conversation all the time. Yelling at the refs does nothing for us. It, it gets us distracted, you know, shift to shift. When we go out there and we focus on our job and we work, you're going to get calls. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to get, you know, that 50, 50 at the end of the day, the scales are always going to be in your favor. And, yeah, you know, the supporters, you know, they're going to yell. And, and I think, you know, like we said, maybe they could be a little bit more understanding. But at the same time, you know, when you hear them yelling and you hear the rink start to erupt a little bit more and then, you know, you get those momentum shifts, it's always a great feeling. Yeah, especially in the playoffs as well. Coming into the wrap-up of this uh, this podcast, you had uh, you have the last year's playoffs to, to compare with, talked about a little bit about it. Since uh, right now it looks like your guys are heading straight in the playoffs, fifth on the table. Uh, even if it's very close up there, uh, whether it's straight to quarterfinals or the play-in, based on that, what's your expectations going into it? You know, I think expectations aside, I don't know if we're really putting uh, a limit on, on what we can achieve. Um, but in saying that, we need to stay humble. You know, we need to continue to work hard every day. Um, you know, we're still we're still getting better. You know, it's still a process, and I think that's something Martin uh, you know echoes a ton and. And, and, you know, and I think it's so great in that sense where you can never get complacent, especially in this league where um, one of my favorite things about the SHL is the parity in the league. One through 14, at the end of the day, anybody can beat anybody. You know, if you don't show up to the rink and you're not ready to go, you will lose the game. Yeah. You know, they can they can have injuries, you know, they can have guys missing and, and maybe not playing their best. But at the end of the day, the table is so tight for a reason. You know, this league is, is so 
is so amazing. And at the end of the day, it's playoff time. And teams are, are, are pushing not only to get into the playoffs, but, you know, to stay out of relegation mm. and, to, and to, to fight from that sweet spot to get into the play-ins, much like we did last year. You know, um, it's, it's such a great time of year. And, and like I said, the biggest thing for us is, is to continuing <clears throat> to work, continuing to believe in the process, get better, uh, and just stay humble and, and hungry. You know, there's no limit for our team. You know, we're excited. Uh, we're confident. But uh, in saying that, you know, still a lot of work to do. Without saying too much, I talked to Patrick Hallquist before this. He said the sky's the limit. But uh, how far can you think? Do you think you can take it this year? You know, th there is no limit for our team. You know, I think we have high beliefs in our locker room, and 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 we all believe in each other. So, you know, I'm not going to put anything out there, but you know, I'm going to echo Carly and what we talk about a lot. You know, with the Swedish getting Swedish Fika is is the sky's the limit for our team. Yeah. You know, we can beat anybody. Um, Teams coming into our rink is an absolute nightmare. Um, you know, with our crowd uh, and passion with them, you know, it uh, it gets you so excited to think about that. You know, playoff hockey and and play-ins, for that matter, are, are right around the corner. So, you know, sky's the limit for us. Yeah, we have an exciting time ahead of us. That'll be a great wrap up. Wrap up, I think. Uh, thank you for being our guest today, and uh, also very interesting to hear your thoughts and being also the first uh, English-speaking person in the in the podcast as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think uh, for this being an English podcast, I think it went uh, it went great. It was so much fun. So thanks so much for having me today. Glad to hear. If there's any other player or trainer that you want to hear on the podcast, let us know. Uh, maybe you want to hear another English speaker uh, in the podcast. Just send in your tips to dumapodden at shl.se. And uh, thanks for listening. Det är bra att han åker där. Det är bra att han åker där.